0: In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Toot toot. Sucking my own dick.
1: Mom am in my zone, no lie. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. And we take that down, and we take that down.
0: Alright guys, well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Christian Brito. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can do that at CBritoFantasy.
2: My name is Jeff.
0: We've got a two-man pod tonight. With me, joining us now, is Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you!
2: Hey man, good to be here. I'm so happy I'm in the zone right now. Alright, well... We started it off right off the
0: bat with a lame ass joke.
2: <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm in the zone. I'm ready to go, man. I wish I was uh I wish I was here yesterday cuz the podcast uh lacked a little Dale, you know. It really needed some it le- needed a little twist of me last night. I think it just needed a little bit less Armando. <laughs> yeah, that too what about oh, oh uh, follow us at eat sleep ff on twitter if you want to talk to us uh you can follow me on my individual twitter account at dale underscore fantasy um but if you want to get in touch with us uh the overall eat sleep fantasy twitter is probably the best way to get a hold of us you can also go to our website submit a question if you have any questions or you know uh, want to talk to us that way um just go to submit a question on the main page of our website and uh, we'll get back to you we try as hard as we can uh there's days where we're kind of overloaded we can't get to everybody but we try
0: yeah, before we get any further, um, I do want to tell you guys about hashtag EatNation. If you want to drop us a review on iTunes, send us send us a review on iTunes, screenshot that, tweet it at us with hashtag EatNation, got a chance to win, you know, ESF shirt or or whatever else Dale decides he wants to uh, give out as a prize. Also, I want to give a quick shout out on the podcast to Kenneth Green at the wade 44 on twitter for putting together all those ridiculous bets that we made on yesterday's podcast oh, yeah. <laughs> um for committing to actually listening to all the bullshit for an hour and 20 minutes um so we really appreciate that wade um but now you're committed now you got to do it like every pod now,
2: yeah now you're like uh with us for the rest of your life and uh it, you signed a contract via uh twitter and uh that holds up in court so you got to keep listening kenneth
0: yeah it's a verbal agreement a written agreement. Yep. It's a even written,
2: worse. A written tweet. I'm not afraid to bring a tweet to court.
0: <laughs> He's done it before. And uh, just <laughs> to warn you, we got a bunch of bets to track today too, because Dale's opinions are, as always, ridiculous.
2: But correct. That's the most important part.
0: All right. So we've we've got a we've got a ton of games to preview. So let's just go ahead and get into our divisional preview of the AFC home games.
2: Uh, com- uh, uh, conference preview conference preview we don't have a drop for that (laughs) so we just have to call everything division preview (laughs) we have a drop this
0: is division preview we have a weekend preview we have a game preview i don't know what you want to call it if you want to go pay that guy another five bucks (laughs)
2: let's just call uh yeah um let's just call it preview for now how about that and i'll just yeah
0: (laughs) you just cut the part that says divisional yeah yeah. it just says previews previews. (laughs) previews
2: All right, we're going to go ahead and start off our previews then with the uh, Packers at the Jaguars. Um, what what are you looking for here in uh, in this game, Brito? I mean, when it, comes
0: to, when it comes to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's ranked in everybody's top five at quarterback, against the Jags especially. I expect him to have a good week. What I'm interested in seeing is whether or not Eddie Lacy can be Eddie Lacy again, right? So we had... His first two seasons, he finishes a top ten running back in the NFL. Last year, he obviously disappointed. He's coming in. He's cut a little bit of weight. Still not, you know, your normal-bodied running back. He's still a big-bodied guy. I have him coming into this week as the, my thirteenth-ranked running back on the board. Where do you have him, Dale? Like, what do you what do you expect from Eddie Lacy?
2: Yeah, you know, I am um, <clears throat> expecting Eddie Lacy bounce back really nice this season. Um, I I uh, I didn't draft him very high, um, but I have him at 12 overall. I'm sorry, I have him at 11, and I reckon this is his number 12 overall in, in running backs. Um, I think he's going to do just fine. I think if you have him, you have to start him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's not too many scenarios in which you've got two guys that are probably ranked ahead of him. It's kind of unlikely unlikely uh, scenario. Plus, he's going against a defense that was, you know, bottom 10 in the league as far as fantasy points allowed to running backs last year, allowing an average of uh, almost 21 fantasy points a game to running backs. So it's a good matchup for him. Um, I think it's going to be a good litmus test, I guess, for the rest of the season. We'll see right off the bat if Eddie Lacy can be himself.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, On the other side of the ball, I think the Jaguars, I think they're going to be probably in the same boat that they were last year in this game. I think the Packers are going to be an improved offense from last year. Aaron Rodgers looked a little lost. We've already talked about it in that previous uh, podcast. But I think Jaguars will probably be playing behind for most of the time. Uh, I like Blake Bortles in this game. I like uh, Aaron Robinson, uh, Alan Robinson. Um, and uh, I, I'm not too sure, you know, both, both running backs should do okay. I think they're both solid flexes, TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory. Um, right. I'd
0: be I'd be a little bit more worried about um about the passing game. If anything, the the ba- the bear uh, um, the Bears, the Green Bay Packers were middle of the pack in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs, so they should be okay. Um, they will be splitting work between Yeldon and Ivory, so that's the concern there. I like Ivory a little bit more than Yeldon. I'm um, sorry, I have that backwards. I have Yeldon a little bit higher. Then ivory how do you see that situation shaking out
2: yeah you, you know i i have them right next to each other and maybe that just sounds like i'm being non-committal <laughs> um but i i like ivory better here um i think he's uh um, yeah i think he's a more aggressive runner i think he's gonna get more goal uh, goal line looks uh red zone looks um i, I think i think uh ivory is gonna be the point leader in, in the Jaguars' backfield it's, this week.
0: It's not like I'm too high on either one. I've in at 32, Chris Ivory at 38. Um, you know, yeah. there may be flex plays. I don't I don't love either one. But, um, no. you know, when it comes to Bortles, though, I mean, the Packers were number eight um, worst against or like eighth best defense against the pass, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know how to phrase that. They allowed yeah, but, the eighth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks.
2: Right, right. And you're, you're playing a different. You're playing against a different defense when you're up by you know uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter, and you know Blake Bortles can air it out for the last you know seven minutes. Um, so, I, like, like I said, I do like Bortles. I do like uh, Allen Robinson in this game. All right. Uh, Also, we have the wide receivers for the Packers. Uh, For this week and this week probably only, I'm going to sit back and watch Jordy Nelson. Uh, I'm not starting him yet. Uh, He's going to be on somewhat of a snap count. I think Randall Cobb is a great play here. Um, But for this week, I know you probably drafted Jordy Nelson high. Uh, I'm going to stay away from him and see what he does here. And I am on the the boat of
0: I will play both of them, and I'll feel pretty comfortable starting (laughs) both. Um, I might even say that a – You know, I I know he's not good, so don't hate me on this. I might even say that Devontae Adams is a viable option as a flex, you know, just kind of a dart throw flex if you're really in a pinch. I might pick up a guy like Devontae Adams because I think the the receiving game for the Packers is going to be an all-around nice game for everyone
2: this week. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about this? Uh, Allen Robinson and Jordy Nelson this week. Oh, I'll take Allen Robinson. That was not okay. that wasn't even close. Okay. I got Allen Robinson All right. as my number Just three, making sure.
0: my number 3 even despite, you know, my concerns about Bortles. Um yeah. I think that if it, if it's going to affect anybody, it's going to affect Julius Thomas and it's going to affect Allen Hearns. Uh, Allen Robinson's going to get his no matter what.
2: Yep, yep. I I think so too. All right, uh the Bills and Ravens here. Uh Bills are playing at the Ravens this week. Uh, Ravens didn't show much defense, or I guess, uh, yeah, and Ravens didn't show much defense last year um, against anybody, really. Uh, what are you, what are you looking at in this game? All right, so I mean, I think your boy
0: Tyrod Taylor is going to have a just fine game. Um, yep. You know, Ravens again, they were they were pretty bad against the pass. Um, you know, I don't see any reason why Tyrod can't do it in in multiple facets, both through the air and on the ground. Um, When it comes to the Ravens, they were a little bit better against the run. So, you know, LaShawn McCoy owners, maybe you don't expect a huge game, but there's going to be enough production there that there's no reason that I would bench him. I mean, you would have to have an absolutely absurd roster to have anything in any format where you're benching LaShawn McCoy. He's, He's going to be, you know, for me, a top 12 option, so... Um, yeah, yeah, you
2: know. yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, the Bills have made it no secret that they're going to pound the ball every chance they get, um, and that's why I like Tyrod Taylor so much. You know, he can get you know four, five, six fantasy points a game just by running the ball. Um, so yeah, they're they're going to pound it even with their quarterback. Um, I've I have no doubt. In any um, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Sammy Watkins, Lashawn McCoy. Um, that's about those it. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> you don't have I anybody else tie. that you're really going yeah, to feel, feel comfortable to start. No, that, that's into the list there. As far as the Ravens go, uh, Joe Flacco probably isn't startable in a 12-team league. Um, no, absolutely so we, not. Yeah, we have Steve Smith and Kamar Aiken um, out there. But I, I have a question about Justin Forsett. Is he a flex play at this point? Um, not quite running back two yet, um, but are you playing him in your flex?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Why? I don't, I don't understand why you would be uh, hesitant. I mean, he was... Pretty good the last two seasons when he's in the game. And I think um I think what we'll see this year once we start getting a little bit more into the offense that they wanted to have last year is a little bit more dump off passes, a little bit more, you know, routes actually being run by Forset and and much more production out of the backfield like we saw two years ago from Matt Forte. I don't obviously expect huge 100-catch season, but I expect him right. to be involved a little bit more in that passing game and to actually have a little bit of a padded production there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets four or five catches in this game and it just adds a little bit more to his production. Yeah. Now,
2: and the, oh, go ahead. The, I'm sorry. the
0: one little caveat I do want to say about that is they do like Buck Allen in that pass-catching role. Exactly. So I'm— a little worried that they might do that little game that the Giants, for example, played last year, in which they rotate their running backs. But we saw last year that they liked Forsett for as long as he was healthy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing you know scares me with uh, you know them cutting him and re-signing uh, Forsett, and you know look like you know they have they do have confidence in Terrence West. Um, that whole situation just makes me a little uneasy. Um, I have him as a flex play in a couple of my leagues. I'm not thrilled about it. Uh, If I had better options, I probably would play them. Um, But, uh, yeah. I mean, who who are you playing him over? Because,
0: all right, so I say he's a flex play. I have him as my 34th ranked running back this week. I mean, would you rather have Justin Forsett? Let's let's say this is a very possible situation. Would you rather play Justin Forsett this week or a guy that you really don't know how much work he's going to get in Thomas Rawls?
2: Uh yeah, I'm playing a Forset over Rawls, but I am, I I have a Kristen Michael a little bit ahead of Forset. Um, yeah, I have it, I have it ranked that way too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I also have Matt Jones ahead of Justin Forsett. and uh, I you know I even well I guess we could talk about this later, but yeah I have Charles Sims ahead of Forset as well.
0: Okay. I I have Charles Sims um three spots behind Forset. I do think he's gonna be a good game for Sims. I think um, you're kind of hoping maybe he lucks into a receiving touchdown or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, the Falcons, like I mentioned yesterday are bad against past catching running backs and that's what Sims is. And that's what the Falcons showed last year. So we talked about that a little bit yesterday, but you know, I, I wouldn't fault you for that one. And you know, I, I think it's just fine if you want to yeah. go
2: that route. All right, let's talk about a uh, Chicago Bears at the Houston Texans. Um, we have uh, Jay Cutler, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. We don't know how much uh, Kevin White is actually going to do. He has, he didn't do much in the preseason. Uh, what are you thinking about Kevin White this game?
0: Um, I think he's back on the injury report, and I want no part of him. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I have him quite low, and I'm going to lower him even more in my rankings. I have him. Yeah. I have him in my 40s amongst wide receivers. Um, by the time all things are said and done, he'll probably be in the middle of the 50s, if not lower in my rankings. Like, yeah. I'd rather play guys, like, at this point, I, I'd rather take a dart throw with, like, Kenny Stills, even if he's at Seattle. I'd rather, there's just so many guys I'd rather play. Uh, yeah, like Kevin yeah.
2: One, thing, one thing that really bummed me out, you know, I mean, most of us spent, you know, uh, early to mid-round pick on Jeremy Langford and this is just going to be a horrible game for him, a horrible start of the season. Um, I do I do believe in Jeremy Langford is going to be a solid running back two for the season, but this game is just going to be horrendous for him. Um, so something to keep in mind, if if one of your uh, league mates has Jeremy Langford and has a short temper, um, get ready for Jeremy Langford to just totally suck in that Houston uh, defense just to stop him 100%. Um, so you might be able to get him for cheap after week one. Maybe maybe somebody gives up on him really, really You're early.
0: You're saying horrible. What are you, what are you expecting? Because I don't... I don't think it's going to be that bad.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up with the forty yards and no touchdowns.
0: I, I still have him as a low end RB two this week. I have him as my twenty fourth ranked running back. Um yeah. We got. Yeah. We got to figure out a bet there somewhere. Well, maybe uh, yeah. as we progress in the show, and there's a guy you like,
2: we'll okay. figure that right. out all right uh lamar miller should have a field day in in chicago so I, i've been low on lamar miller and i think everybody's going to be yelling at me saying i told you so i told you so after this game because i think he's going to run all over chicago um agreed yeah and same thing with deandre hopkins uh so you're starting the houston texans defense you're starting uh deandre hopkins you're starting lamar miller um will fuller what do you what are you thinking on uh, will F- fuller is he zia flex play all right, when it
0: comes to Will Fuller, uh, he's a guy – I mean, we'll see if we can mention him to the fantasy doctor because um, he's he's dealing with a hamstring injury. If if you have a better option, play play someone else. I wouldn't feel confident starting anybody outside of, you know, Lamar Miller and DeAndre Ho- Hopkins in this matchup. I, I really yeah. like them. I think it's a good matchup. But with Fuller's injury, I'd rather go a different route because his, his fa- fantasy value – his stock's still pretty low right now. You don't really know yeah. exactly what to expect. Just just give it a week or two, we'll figure it
2: out. All right. Uh, how about this? I know you guys already talked about the Saints, but would you do uh, Michael Thomas or Will Fuller here if Fuller's healthy and playing?
0: For for this week, oh man, that is that is a good call, Dale. I,
2: I think they're both right, right around the same. Yeah, they
0: are. Um, I I think
2: I'd go with Fuller.
0: I. Man, I like I like Fuller more, right? I'm a little bit worried about the injury and them limiting him. But even that being said, I'd, I'd rather have Fuller.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Any anybody else to note on uh, in this game? I, I don't think so. I think it, we pretty much covered it here. Uh, oh, oh, we didn't cover Sean Jeffrey, but um, you're going to have to start him if you have him, right?
0: Yeah, I, I'm starting Jeffrey. I and yeah. with confidence, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think he will be just fine. All right, let's move on to the Vikings at the Texans. I do, um, I do want to mention
0: just real quick. Um, Texans defense is obviously very good, but it's not like they're the best defense in the league, in my opinion. JJ Watt's still coming back from what. Seems to have been a pretty bad injury at this point. I don't expect yeah. him to be hundred percent or play, play all the snaps. I think the Bears will get some some sneaky points in this game. That's why I'm I'm not as low on Langford as you are, and I'm not okay. as scared of Jeffrey.
2: Okay, all right, that's fair. All right, let's uh, go on to the Vikings at Titans. Um, I was high on the Titans early, early. Well, last year we I kind of got on the Titans tra- uh, train a little bit. They looked great in the preseason. Their their office looked offense looked very dynamic. Um, what are you expecting here? Uh, I'm
0: expecting a a nice, close win for the Minnesota Vikings in which, you know, they kind of have to lean on Adrian Peterson. Um, from all reports, as of the time of this recording, it's actually going to be Sean Hill that's going to yeah. be the starter this weekend. So I expect them to lean on the run, the Titans to have eight men in the box, you know, and, you know, some passes to go to Diggs. Uh, maybe we see an end zone touchdown to Rudolph, but expect for most of your fantasy production to come from Adrian Peterson
2: um, yeah. through volume. oh yeah definitely. and I, I think Adrian Peterson I, maybe this is, sounds crazy, but I think that those eight men in the box I mean once he breaks that line <laughs> I and mean, that's when he gets a huge chunks of yardage. Um, so yeah he's gonna get stuffed probably you know two times, three times, four times five times and then break off for a 40 yard run. And then do the same thing all over again. So, um, at least that's what the story looked like last year. Um, yeah, the, the, Titans, the Titans did allow the
0: seventh least fantasy points to, to running backs last season, uh, mostly because their pass defense was so porous. Yeah. So, I, I would expect maybe you know Sean Hill tests out the defense a few times early. I mean, that, that's that, that's what I would do. Right, you yeah. kind of test out the defense right. a few times early throw some deep passes make make sure they respect the pass enough I mean you know maybe some play action pass and stuff like that um, I, I really expect that type of approach and then the rest of the game to just be run
2: run 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 yeah and the the Titans I think they're gonna just run 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 uh, all game as much as they can Vikings are a pretty good run defense uh, but they're they're still that's the Titans mo is to run. Tajay Sharp, uh, is he uh, is he worthy? Mm, I guess uh, flex play at this point. Mm, not yet,
0: no, yeah. not in this matchup. I mean, it's got to be a plus matchup for me to feel confident in the rookie. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a good talent. I think they like him as their best receiver. Um, he, do you think he still? He's going to be the lead receiver for the Titans this year, or is it still Walker?
2: No, it uh, well, ah. Yeah. Uh, I think Tajay Sharp is going to emerge as uh, the lead receiver by the end of the season. I think it's going to be clear. uh, I don't know about yards and total points, but I think by week eight or nine, I think it's going to be clear that Sharp is the pass catcher in that offense.
0: All right. I'm glad I got a couple of shares of him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, I guess uh, DeMarco Murray, we're starting with confidence as RB2. Um, i'm I'm fully confident that he's going to get something in this game uh he's gonna have a good start off to the season
0: I would feel very confident starting Murray this week um yep. I know you, you might be a little bit worried of the vikings defense I'm not okay. um I would I have Murray as my 16th running back this week um I'm very confident starting Murray he's gonna get a ton of work
2: yeah yeah he will he will. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Bengals and Jets. The Bengals are at the Jets this week. The Jets' defense looked uh, fairly good this offseason, uh, preseason, shall I say. Um, what are you expecting here out of the Bengals' offense, in particular, A.J. Green and Andy Dalton? Um,
0: I expect a lot of targets for A.J. Green, especially while Tyler Afford is injured. Um, it's kind of what I expect to be a lot of this season, especially until Tyler Eifert gets back. Um the Bengals are probably going to try to run the ball, and um, it's probably it's probably not going to look pretty. Jeremy Hill is probably going to finish the game with like three yards of carry, yeah. Um, yeah. if that. But uh, I fully expect AJ Green to be just fine. You know, yeah. I don't expect a monster game, um, but he's still my number ten wide receiver. Um, yeah. It's a good defense, so temper your expectations a little bit. But you know.
2: Yeah, the the Jeremy Hill thing, uh, yeah, I for sure. Um, if you can bench him, I would. I wouldn't. Uh, I think I think Gio is going to be a great play. I think he's going to probably get. Uh, he's he's going to lead the running backs for Cincinnati and uh, fantasy points for sure. Mm. I don't have a doubt in that. Um, I'll put a, I'll put that on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, uh, you're taking. Oh no, we're not doing. What? What? Wait. What is it called again? Oh, uh, well, we're doing eat bets. Oh, we should probably oh, we bets. should probably go over this real quick. Okay. Well, we'll do it after the, We'll do it after we're done with this. We'll. Catch up everybody up.
0: All right, I will. Um, I will. I will take Jeremy Hill over.
2: Um, uh, what's his what's Gio- his? <laughs> his name is Giovanni Bernard. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> so Brito's taking Jeremy Hill, and I am taking uh, Giovanni Bernard to have more fantasy points week one. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Christian I'm Brito is taking Jeremy Hill, <laughs> and Dale DeMont is taking. Giovanni Bernard, um, I don't. Ha- I I'm probably more confident in that than any bet I've made up to now. It sucks. You're confident in
0: it. Confident in a loss. <laughs> uh,
2: so the Jets uh, are bringing in Matt Forte. Um, what are you expecting out of Matt Forte? I'm I'm liking him this this week. I think he's going to do just fine.
0: Yeah, um, I, I've been yeah. I've been low on Forte um, in the off season, but I think this is going to be a pretty decent game for him. I have him ranked um, inside my top 20. I think he's a very viable option this week. And um, you're going to roll him out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and and especially, I mean, we already know this. If you're in a PPR format, Forte should get uh, at least a few receptions here like, like he does normally. I don't think his game's going to change much. Yep. All right. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian and Marshall, Eric Decker, anything out of the norm for them or the same as always? Same, are they going to pick up for where they left off last year?
0: You know, Fitzpatrick didn't look super hot in the uh, nah. preseason. He had some rust. Uh, he had some rust. And, you know, you might see a little bit of that rust first first game or two. Um, yeah. I, I would start Marshall. I'd, I'd feel okay starting Decker. But, you know, if you're in a league where you need an option at quarterback and you're diving deep, I would not start Fitzpatrick.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it could be a little dangerous there. All right, let's move on to the Chargers at the Chiefs. Uh Chiefs most likely without Jamal Charles uh, as of today. Um the Chargers uh look like uh they have a decent running back in Melvin Gordon this year, hopefully. Uh what are your takes? What what are you looking for? Uh
0: Chiefs defense is pretty good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm a little bit scared about some of these options, right? So when we're talking about Gordon, I, I think he'll be just fine. I have him ranked just ahead of Jeremy Langford. He's an he's an R B two option for me this week. Um, but I don't feel great about it. Um, yeah. I think they're going to want to give him the ball, but if it's not effective, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of what happened last year is okay, it's not effective. Let's try something else. And they bring Woodhead into the game, and they start to lean more on the short passes with Keenan Allen and 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 Danny Woodhead. So, while I think I would feel confident enough to start him, it, it gives me uh, queasy feelings.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Melvin Gordon at twenty three, like you said. I have him at twenty one, so we're right around the same uh, same range for him. Um, I, I I think he'll like you know, like you alluded to, RB two. I think is fair. Um, the, the, like the Chiefs defense. The
0: Chiefs against the run. So we talked about, you know, the Jets against the run. Very good. They were the second best last year. The Chiefs were the fourth um, the fourth fewest points allowed running back position per game last year. So, again, another very good run defense. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so the Chiefs. Not, uh, not the so court. much
0: against the pass. Bottom half against the pass, which is why I feel confident with Keenan Allen especially with the style of offense that
2: San Diego runs. Listen, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, every time we do a preview for the week, I'm going to be high on Keenan Allen. And partners. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, Keenan's going to get his, no matter what the matchups are, they're going to move him around. He's going to get the catches. PPR, he's going to explode. Um, and uh, I, I'm not – I wouldn't uh, – I, I wouldn't bet against him uh, – leading the league and receptions at the end of the year okay my, my question
0: here comes for for Gates then because Gates is playing the Chiefs which allowed the fewest points to tight ends last year at the position um so I was pretty high on Gates coming into the season um for this matchup I have him at number 10 I think you know he has an okay shot of getting into the end zone right that's kind of yeah. where yeah. Phillip Rivers leans on him. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that touchdown upside for me is worth that positional ranking. Um where do you have Gates?
2: Yeah, I have Gates at twelve. Um, so right right inside the top twelve. He's startable for sure. Um the guys around him, uh, you know, the uh you know Zach Ertz and Gary Barnages, um, you know, they're they're all gonna be around the same. They're all we're all betting on a touchdown from him. Um, And Gates is a good one to bet um, because he is a huge target. Like your mom. (laughs) Um, And then as far as the Chiefs go, like I said, Jamal Charles probably won't play if he does very, very limited. So we're looking at a Spencer Ware show. Um, Spencer Ware has to be a top 12 running back this week, don't you think?
0: Um, I have him, I believe I have him at 13. So he's just outside of my top 12. Let me see real quick. I have him actually at 12. So, yes, he is a top 12 running back for me this week, Dale. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I have him at 12. Um, Listen, he's not Jamal Charles.
0: If Charles no. was fully healthy and he's the one playing in this matchup, I would have him inside my top five because it is a, definitely a good matchup against the Chargers, who were pretty bad against the run last year. Um, but he's Spencer not.
2: Spencer Ware... Spencer Ware proved that he can be a really effective running back. Right, but they uh, they also wrestling. proved to me last year
0: that they do give a little bit more work to the second running back when it's not Charles, or you know, even if it is Charles. So, I expect Spencer Ware to be a eighty to ninety percent of what Charles could be, right? Yeah. But I don't right, expect right. him to be what Charles could be. So, if I think Charles would be a top five running back, I will have Spencer Ware as a number twelve. You know, he's a good option. Right. So if you have, for example, if you're going to sit like you wanted to sit earlier, um, Jeremy Langford, you sit him for a guy that you draft late like Spencer Ware or, you know, know, if I don't feel comfortable in starting, for example, Arian Foster this week against Seattle, but I might in future weeks, I'm going to bench Arian Foster for Spencer Ware because even though he's a backup running back, he's a starter against a pretty porous run defense. He should be just fine. Um, And if you have him even higher than 12, I have no problem with that. Because in all likelihood, his end-of-game production is going to be pretty nice.
2: Yep, yep. All right, uh, let's go to the last of the Sunday games, Lions at Colts. Uh, Are we looking at a bounce-back year for Andrew Luck?
0: Uh, We are looking at a somewhere-in-the-middle year for Andrew Luck. I don't think Andrew Luck is the guy that we saw two years ago that finishes the number one quarterback. I also don't think Andrew Luck is terrible. I think he's a pretty good NFL quarterback and going to be a pretty good, you know, a top five or six fantasy quarterback um, any given week. This is a decent matchup for him. So I have him as my number three quarterback this week. I, I like this game to kind of be a little bit of a shootout. He's playing at home in the dome. Like I think he's going to have a good week. There's going to be weeks where I think he has a bad week. I don't hate the guy. He's going to have a good week. His weapons are going to have good weeks. Um,
2: I, I sound like Trump right now. He's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything's going to be great. Um, Yeah, I mean, Andrew, look, I have him as a fourth best quarterback this week. Um, I'm a little nervous about T.Y. Hilton. I think he's going to get covered by a uh, slay. Um, so I think Moncrief is probably going to have a decent game. Uh, being the number two target there. Um, Hmm. And uh, Frank Gore is eh. Hold on. Do you
0: you think that um, Moncrief is going to have a better game than T.Y. Hilton?
2: Yes. If I had both of them on my roster, I would start Moncrief over Hilton. I just need a button that I can press right here. (laughs) What would the button say?
0: The button says, eat bet. Like, we need to pay (laughs) that guy to give us some more drops. Okay, Okay, we'll pay him. Eat bet. That's it. I'm pushing okay. the button. Eat bet. Right. Christian okay. Brito is taking T. Y. Hilton.
2: All right. Dale Demont is taking Dante Moncrief.
0: Eat bet. Eat
2: bet. You no, know, no, we need like a like um like chips crunching in the background. Like yeah. Eat well, you- Bet. Is that too much? That's really fat. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't um, need the chips
0: crunching in the background. I mean, I could do that myself. You want me to add that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Order some chips from Amazon. <laughs> Has some candy on my desk. That's horrible that you can chew that you can eat something on cue. Uh, Whoa! All right. Uh, okay. So the Lions, uh, Matthew Stafford. I am expecting a pretty decent game from him, as well as Marvin Jones. And uh, I like Abdullah uh, this this week as well. What are you What are you getting out of the Lions' offense?
0: Um, I like the wide receivers. I'm a little bit worried about these reports about Abdullah. You're not?
2: No, I'm not. Uh what what reports are you worried about?
0: You know, where they where they don't see Abdul I, I, I know. Nobody pictures Abdullah as a workhorse back. No. But this of is not. now the second time that the coaching staff has come out and said something of the sort of they don't see Abdullah as being a workhorse back.
2: Yeah. They don't and, and you know, and he you could still in this league you could be a top twenty four without being a workhorse back. I think Theo Riddick does play a role in here, and that's hundred percent okay. I think theoretic uh, I'm sorry. I think Abdullah can play. You know, first and second downs just fine, and score up enough enough yardage. Um, and and hopefully maybe get in the end zone.
0: Where do you, Where do you have Abdullah ranked this week?
2: I have Abdullah. Let's see here. Abdullah A B. Okay, there he goes. Um, A B. I have him at 26. Keep. I haven't met 26 overall. Arkansas is that is 25. that ahead of
0: Jeremy Lankford?
2: Uh. No, it's right behind Jeremy Langford. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to take you not know trying to give you a, find a bet with Langford. Yeah. Um they're close enough um where I could I could see Abdullah scoring more than Langford. I'm not gonna take that bet though. Um but uh yeah, I think I think Abdullah is I think it'll surprise people this year and I think this game he comes out looking pretty good. All right. All right, uh, let's get into some Monday Night Football games. We have two to kick off the season, which is always awesome because uh, us East Coasters will stay up to like what, like one a.m. or two a.m. or something. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: hate Tuesday, but that's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we have uh, Steelers at Redskins. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we have uh, D'Angelo Williams without Le'Veon Bell. I just want to
0: give you props because you know you you uh, struggle with words sometimes, just as I do, <laughs> and you just said Roethlisberger beautifully like i i purposely leave out portions of that name when i say it because it's a complicated
2: and difficult word to say Um, well when i'm typing it and texting it i just say big ben exactly Um, i I, I gave it a shot there
0: that is exact there's never been a description of how i text better than that yeah i've never written big ben roethlisberger i just write big ben (laughs)
2: yeah yeah um so uh, yeah, D'Angelo Williams uh, is going to be a good play this uh, this week. He should be able to run all over the Redskins. You agree? Yeah,
0: I I have him actually higher than most. Um, I I have him as my number four running back. I think they're going to have a great day in uh in Washington this week. I I would start with confidence, yeah. Big Ben. I would start with the utmost confidence, D'Angelo Williams. I would start Marcus Wheaton in a flex if you have to. Um, if you're throwing a dart, I'd start Eli Rogers. You know, I think D'Angelo Williams is going to have a beautiful game. He's my number four running back, and um, I feel pretty good about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I know I'm nit- nitpicking here, but you have uh, you have uh, DeAngelo Williams one spot ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Um, you you're confident in that. Yeah,
0: I have no problem with that.
2: Okay, Ezekiel Elliott is playing uh, porous Giants run defense.
0: Agreed, and I I think he's gonna have a great game. And
2: yeah. you just see Williams at the end out. of the week. Like that's if
0: okay. you if you said if you told me you have Ezekiel Elliott ahead of the Williams, that's just fine. Like that's that's um yeah, they're it's, it's close they're in for... the same exact tier for me where there's no reason like it does you know if you want to if you want to roll with Ezekiel that's just fine like I have Devonta Freeman you guys know I have a love for Devonta Freeman I have DeAngelo Williams ahead of Devonta Freeman this week I'm very confident that he's going to have a good week
2: okay okay I got another bet this might be the last bet of the show Um, I would take Adrian Peterson over DeAngelo Williams it doesn't look like according to your rankings you would do that Mm. how confident eat bet
0: eat (laughs) bet <laughs> it sounded like a pig was chewing. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm
2: not good with that. Yeah, all right. So Christian Brito takes D'Angelo Williams. And Dale DeMont takes Adrian Peterson for week one. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> that is so right. awful. <laughs> that is pretty bad. Um. All right. So we are on the other side of the ball. We have Matt Jones, which. We don't like Matt Jones, but um, and, and especially against the Steelers defense, I think the Steelers defense is going to be pretty good this year. Really? Um, I don't. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I do. I think pretty much the only. Uh, I think you're, when you are starting the Redskins, you are looking at Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Jackson, um, and Jordan and Reed, Jordan Reed. Right? Jordan Reed's
0: my number yeah. one tight end this week.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that's bold. That's good. It's not bold. Gronk
0: is hurt, and I already I had him ahead of this beforehand. Okay, it's not just the fact that Gronk's hurt. He's kind of me. All no, right. I think that's okay. I think Reed's in for a good week, and you know we've seen him as long as he's healthy. He's elite, and Pittsburgh was, you know, they they weren't great against the tight end last year. I think hold on one two three four five six seven eighth worst against tight ends last year. So, um, yeah. you know, that's pretty damn good. And um, I, I Kirk like cousins likes him. I, Kirk Cousins likes him. He's he's the the tight end that is the number one option in, in that offense just like gronk is of course um but you know i think he's gonna have a great week
2: okay cool all right uh,
0: <laughs> listen until he suffers the concussion in like week seven yeah, yeah. Be, that's not funny i'm sorry
2: you're making fun of uh injuries severe injuries at that brain injuries um it's because
0: i have a brain injury
2: <laughs> you do uh again that's making fun of brain injuries
0: um, no, if we want to make fun of uh, injuries, let's make fun of your
2: Oswald. Osgood Slaughter's. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can sympathize with me and probably share the same experiences. And others. I'm sure more if, of
0: our listeners can make fun of you.
2: <laughs> um, the last game we're going to talk about is the Rams at 49ers. Um, waited for this because this is going to be the best game of the week, right? If, Rams if, at 49ers. We didn't,
0: if we didn't have an obligation to talk about the game, for the purpose of the show, it would have been hilarious to just cut the show right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so two guys, Todd Gurley Carlos Hyde, are the only two that are even giving me any hopes. Obviously, Todd Gurley is a great play here. Um, he's going to have a field day. Carlos Hyde is cleared for practice, ready to go, full speed. Um, he took off his red jersey in practice, yeah. so he should be good to go for even, week one.
0: Even if that's the case, this is a Monday night game. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't pick up... Sean Drone, have him on yeah. your bench just in case. Yeah. For some reason, Carlos Hyde is inactive on Monday. Because now, with the new designations, you just know that Carlos Hyde is going to be designated as questionable. Yep. And, yep. Um, yeah. And, um,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and <sighs> Stuart Rams, that hard knocks on HBO, that was like the worst hard knocks season in a long time. I think I watched most seasons. Uh, for, you know, years now. And I think this was like the worst season of Hard Knocks. It was so boring. Um, they had like the same storyline throughout all whatever four or five episodes. They just kept retelling and uh, pumping up the defense because the offense clearly is not there. Um, it's just – it's horrible. And they try to get Todd Gurley as much screen time as possible, but he probably wasn't even there most of the time because he was sitting out because he's so valuable they don't want to touch him. All
0: you guys also that keep giving Jeff Fisher all this crap – Cause he's eight and eight every season. Oh, he's eight and eight, Jeff Fisher. Uh, he's played with some horrible teams. It's, it's eight and eight. It's August eighth. It's Jeff Fisher Day. Stop giving the man so much credit. He hasn't been at five hundred in I don't know how many years. He's seven and nine, Jeff Fisher.
2: Yeah, no, but he's had coached some horrible teams. And you know, a team going seven, nine, eight and eight. I went the, with, I went the other way on that one. I was yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. You kind of yeah, you threw me. I was like, hey, we're all on the same page here. I was going, going, going. And then you took a turn. Um, but no he's he's play he's coached some really bad teams and he's done okay so nah um, fuck that guy and uh, yeah okay whatever um all right well uh let's go that i guess that kind of wraps up all our games we did that pretty quick pretty efficient i think touched on the players that you needed to hear about mm. um let's talk to the fantasy doctor i'm i'm curious what he has to say about a couple of players that are uh maybe uh we're not sure about injury report All right, well, on the phone with us now again is Dr. Seelan Parekh. If you guys don't know, he's an author, a speaker, uh, orthopedic surgeon, and professor at Duke University. Uh, Most of you can refer him as a fantasy doctor. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at MD. Uh, You can also go check out his YouTube channel and his website. You get tons of awesome information. Uh, If you don't have a chance, uh, if you're not sitting by a pen and paper right now, just go to our notes uh, in this podcast, and you can uh, just copy and paste his Twitter handle. And uh you can go to our website and we have a link right there on top of our website that takes you right to his YouTube channel. Uh, awesome, tons of tons of information. Uh Dr. Preck, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, I'm great. Just looking forward to the game in, in a short while.
2: Yeah, yeah, us too, us too.
1: Yep.
0: So um before we get into any of the questions to our listeners, if you just want to take a few minutes out of your life and get a little bit smarter. Follow Dr. Parekh on, on Twitter, like Dale mentioned, and definitely check out his YouTube channel for his videos. I mean, he has videos on some of these big key injuries that are happening, um, NFL, baseball, um, you know, some 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 great content out there. Um, Doc, first player I want to kind of ask you about is is the one that's been on our minds for most of the offseason, Jamal Charles. Uh, Andy Reid yeah. described him as a, a stretch to play on Sunday. How do you see that shaking out?
1: Yeah, so I doubt we're going to see Jamal Charles on, on Sunday. Um, second ACL, he's about 11 months into it. These second ACLs take longer to heal and to come back from than the first-time ACLs. The first times are 9 to 11 months. The second ones are 11 to 14 months. So in my timeline, we may not see him back till mid-October or even later. I'm not really worried about it until we pass October. If, you see, if we hit November and he's not back on the playing field, then I get worried that something really is wrong with him and, and that he may not ever come back.
2: Yeah, um, Jumping right into uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, he uh, was limited in practice with a hip injury. This kind of looks nagging. Is there anything to worry about here, or is this just a, a you know quick hitter and he's fine?
1: Yeah, you know, it's kind of uh, strange because the Jets have never given real um, insight into what exactly is going on. Brandon Marshall continues to say it's just hip soreness. He said that if the game was tomorrow, he'd be ready to go. If it was... You know, the fourth preseason game he said if this were a real season game, I'd be ready to go. So all the indication is that he will be fully ready this weekend and that uh, this really is more of a nagging issue more than anything else. Right, right.
0: <laughs> speaking speaking of a guy with uh with nagging injuries, Devontae Parker seems to have now uh another hamstring injury. Yeah. Um is he trending towards sitting out this week?
1: You know, he's not doing He's not having full reps in practice from what I'm hearing. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's had issues with his hamstring recurrently throughout his entire career. This is one of those things that if he doesn't take the time to heal, this is going to nag him all season long. Um, to me, it's a day to day thing. We may find, you know, you may end up seeing him come Sunday or he may sit it out. It's just hard to tell. If I'm betting, I think that if you see him, um, suited up, He's not going to get the normal reps, and you're not going to see him at 100%. I think if he's playing, uh, they're going to take it nice and slow with him.
2: Okay. All right. That's that's good information there. Um, Thanks, next guy I want to ask you about, I'm not super high on him on fantasy, uh, especially for this week, but it's Jimmy Graham. Uh, he was a full participant in practice, uh, but his status has been up in the air as far as playing week one. Uh, it's been up in the air pretty much all off season. Where do you see him for, for this week?
1: Yeah, so for this week I agree with you. I mean, if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm benching him. Even if he, he again, even if he suits up, I think the Seahawks are going to take him nice and slow with him. Patellar tendon tears uh take a long time to heal. They're more severe than ACLs and he has not really seen any preseason time. He's only recently started practicing and all the reports are that he's doing great, but still I'd be cautious on him. I I would bench him this week.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um sticking with the Seahawks doc. um Thomas Rawls, he's been you know, practicing, and he seems like he's going to play. Uh, is he fully ready to play? Where do you see him for this weekend?
1: You know, um, Rawls really forced his hand to try to get some reps during the fourth preseason game. He looked pretty good. He had sparks of greatness. But, again, preseason is different than regular season games. Uh, very similar to Graham. I think that if he plays, they are going to be limited reps, the, the Seahawks are going to have to be careful with him in taking it nice and slow. You you push him too hard, too fast, that ankle can really flare up, and then it can take a long time to calm back down. And so you don't want to become a, to get in that vicious cycle of, of trying to calm down that ankle. So I think you take it nice and slow. Um, I, I think you'll have limited reps this, this week.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I kind of... See Christine Michael being the better option for the Seahawks this week, especially against a, a porous Miami run defense. So if he's available yeah, for some of you guys out there, he, he still is. Definitely pick up Christine Michael.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about, uh, I guess when he had his injury uh, in the off season, uh, it looked really, really bad. And they're talking about missing weeks in the regular season. But Eric Ebron uh, finally yeah. fully practiced. Um, is he ready to go? Is this something that they should kind of worry about and take it easy with him as well? Because I heard it was a pretty bad injury to begin with, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it was. I mean, it looked horrible. He had to be carted off of, the, off, of the, off of the field. I mean, the initial reports were Achilles tendon tear, and he may miss the entire season. And then it became this whole thing of an ankle injury with no real um, details on what exactly happened. He missed you know, a lot of reps in the preseason, finally started practicing this week. In fact, I think it was only two or three days ago. Um, full participant. Uh, the, I, from what I'm hearing, the lines are expecting him to play. I think he's going to be able to be fine. I mean, from the reports coming out of it, this isn't really nagging him at this point. It's been unclear what the exact injury was. But it sounds like, it sounded
2: like he was good to go. Yeah. Okay, that's good news.
0: Yeah, for me yeah. he's a he's a high upside tight end play. If you're kind of want to roll out with a guy that might score a touchdown, Eric Ebron is definitely a good option. Yeah. I agree. All right, for uh sticking with the Lions, um Golden Take cropped up on the injury report earlier this week as a limited participant. Anything to worry about there or was that just kind of limiting him for for another reason?
1: Yeah, it sounds like he may have tweaked his ankle. He was limited yesterday, full practice today. Uh, and so I think he's going to be good to go. I th- again, I, I think it's another one of those things that the Lions are probably being a little careful. He may have had an ankle sprain or something going on, and, and, and I think he'll be fine.
0: All right,
2: that This is a big question for me because I invested a pretty early pick in Ron uh, Gronk. Um, yeah. He was limited earlier this week in practice. Um, he's saying he's not 100%... Um, are they just being cautious? The Patriots are usually like this anyways, but uh, do you know anything about Gronk's injury?
1: Yeah, so he's got a hamstring injury. Um, initially, the report was just happened about four weeks ago. So this is about a three to four weeks in the making scenario. I personally think that the the Pats are doing what they normally do, which is playing with the media, building up the injury. I think he's going to be fine. I mean, Gronkowski, the guy's the guy's a, a lion. I mean, the guy's a stud, so... I don't think this is going to be a big issue for him. I think he'll be fine. Four weeks uh, of of nursing this thing, and and, I I just don't think it's going to be an issue this weekend for him. All
0: right, perfect. Um, We got a couple more guys for you, real quick. Uh, Chris Ivory, limited participant in practice earlier in the week. Um, You know, he's, he's practicing now. What do you expect for this weekend? Full go.
1: You know, uh, the calf is a, is a little bit of a dangerous thing. You, you strain the calf, which it sounds like he, is what he's been dealing with. Um, it's one of those things you start playing in a real game, it's hot out, you get a little dehydrated, and boom, that calf gets restrained. So uh, I think he's going to be a full go, but look for uh, the Dolphins, to, it, I mean, the Jags, to really kind of take it slow with him, because if there's any signs of, of like I said, dehydration, overheating, exhaustion, they're going to pull him back. Um, and so you gotta be careful with this cast. All right.
2: Um, another guy that's close near and dear to my heart is Carlos Hyde. Um, he, he was in the uh, concussion protocol. He was just taken off the red Jersey, uh, for full contact. Um, this is going to be a Monday game, so we might not have a lot of prep, uh, right before, uh, what are your, what are your feelings on Hyde and what do you know about the injury?
1: Yep. So he's been cleared. Um, he's off the concussion protocol. I yep. think he's good to go Monday night.
2: Okay. All right. Yep. So when, when they're clear, I, this might sound like a stupid question, but when they're cleared, the concussion symptoms are gone and, uh, it's not an issue once they're cleared.
1: Yeah. I mean, in theory, the third party person who is checking him has cleared him stating that he is basically back to baseline as he was before the injury. So that for all intents and purposes, that means you're a hundred percent good to go.
2: Okay. Good deal.
0: Um, you know, I have one question about that because we know that the protocol goes through stages. When there's when they're cleared for non-contact, is there another step after that? Like, then they have to be cleared for contact after that.
1: So uh, my understanding is that he's been cleared for contact. Okay. So, um, but you are exactly right. It's cleared for non-contact first, and then you get cleared for contact.
0: Okay. All right. Just just clarifying that for people no, like me that are not right. sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. So it's baby steps basically they get they initially start getting cleared for low impact type activities once that happens then you get high impact activities then you get non contact and then you get contact and that's kind of the the the, the workup back after a concussion
2: got you got you all right okay. perfect well, all right thank thanks so much Doc. yeah that was uh, that was like a lightning round I kind of liked it uh we kind of yeah. went through went through all the major I mean, we had uh, i think ten guys that we would ask questions on and uh it was right to the right to the meat, so we, we appreciate you coming on, Doc. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. The one guy that probably a lot of listeners are worried about or maybe uh, rumbling about is Andrew Luck. It's it's kind of coming up today about his shoulder, and is there an issue going on with his shoulder? He's, he wasn't passing at all today in practice. He was just handing the ball off. Huh. Um, it, it's So it's unclear, but you know through, through preseason, he's been throwing. I don't think this is anything to worry about. It could be a little bit of shoulder inflammation, but it, I don't think this is going to be something to worry about, so I just wanted to add that in because He's a big ticket player for a for a lot of the fantasy owners. Um and, and so that that's kind of my insight on his shoulder.
2: Yeah, no, we appreciate that. I I haven't read that report. Uh good information.
1: They
0: don't call yep. him the fantasy doc for nothing. <laughs>
2: there you go. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Gotta have my finger on the pulse of these things. There you go. Uh Doc, tell us again where you uh everybody can find you at.
1: Absolutely. So uh your listeners can follow me at CLINPereck M D on Twitter. That's S E L E N E P A R E K M D. Um, I'm available throughout the week. You have questions about your roster, questions about you know teams you love who, or players that even aren't on your roster, shoot an email to me or a or, uh, tweet to me, and I'll, I'll get to it. Um, on my YouTube channel, The Fantasy Doctor, you'll find in-depth videos on a lot of these major injuries, and you'll go into much more detail on what's going on, the anatomy the surgery, and what to expect for them to, and when they're going to get back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Prepare for your Twitter to be absolutely flooded on Sunday morning with injury questions, mostly from me, right. <laughs> mostly from me.
2: Bring it on, baby. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, Doc, again, we appreciate you coming on. We love when you come on and do this stuff. I uh, hope to do this again next week. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the games. Yeah, Have take care. Night. You too. Thanks. Bye. Right,
0: bye. All right. Well, we're back. We, uh, we want to thank the doctor for being on the show again and kind of clarifying yeah, awesome. a few of these injuries. Awesome. And, as always for, giving us some of your time to be on the show and, you know, clarify a little bit of these injuries for our listeners because obviously injuries are, are a big part of the NFL. Um, before we close out the show, we do have a couple of things we want to mention. I, I don't know why my voice got out so serious.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know you sound like a, <laughs> you do sound really serious. Like you're a teacher talking the last five minutes of class.
0: All right. You know what? If we're going to take it the serious route, um, I've been kind of thinking Colin Kaepernick uses his abilities. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm actually, I'm dead serious right now. Colin Colin Kaepernick uses his platform to, um, to talk about serious issues. I'm going to take 30 seconds to use my platform and this is not prepared for, um, I'm a big advocate of autism research, autism funding. Um, and it's a community that the only reason that these kids are able to receive these services is because parents and the people that treat them have gone out and fought for these services, fought for their, the rights of these clients. So if you want to support that, head on over to autism speaks.org. It's probably one of the best places that you can do anything towards even, you know, educating yourself on what autism is or, you know, helping that community. So I just wanted to kind of maybe plug that if that's okay.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, no. And, uh, I know you work a lot with, uh, in, in, in that, um, how would you say that? Community. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you work a lot with kids in that community, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great thing to be aware of and, and spread awareness of for sure. Well, thanks, Dale, for letting me uh, plug that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh,
0: Hashtag well, Eat Nation. I- if you want to uh, send us a review on iTunes, we'll remind you guys of that. We now have our bets on our website again. Thanks. Um, to God, I forgot his name. I feel terrible. No, I'm gonna plug it again. Uh, thanks to Kenneth Green at the Wade44 for doing that for us. So you can follow Kenneth at the Wade44 on Twitter. Um,
2: I hope he wants followers.
0: Yeah, he's gonna be like, "What the fuck is up with these followers?" <laughs> he's the the three followers that he gets yeah, from our he's, listeners.
2: He's if he's anything like me, he's gonna quit after like week three, and we're never gonna hear from him again.
0: And that's fine. <laughs> We'll just leave it
2: on intern rich, yeah. There you go. So it'll never get uh, done. <laughs> again, guys, we appreciate you listening. Uh, follow us at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. Um, again, we can't we can't thank you enough for listening, and putting up with us. Um, our cu- first couple episodes were horrible, so if you listen to the first couple ones, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm happy that we've gotten a little bit better, uh, especially our audio quality. Uh, but if you haven't listened to him please don't because you might not ever want to listen to us again
0: and uh we gotta go because football is here it's finally here everyone good luck in your fantasy games
2: thanks for listening
1: play the go down yeah we like to play till the sun go down we take that then we take that, down. Then we take that down.